Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on May the 24th, 2012. Newcomers, as always, go and help yourself to the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. You'll see a whole bunch of sites listed there. These are the official sites I have and you'll find they all carry audios. There's over a thousand audios to choose from where I try and give you the big picture of the system you're born into and show you as many of the cons that that are out there that I can possibly uh, come up with because there's so many incredible cons going on. In fact, life is just nothing but a big con, really. And you're programmed into it by your parents because they were programmed into it. And school takes over, and it's, it's really supplemented and augmented by media and television and all entertainment afterwards. You're, every stage of your life you're going to have be bombarded with uh, specialists really advertising straight to, into your brain uh, because you change down through your life into different sort of ways of thinking, seeing life and so on. It's all given to you. Nothing's really real at all in it. And the whole trick is to keep you in the dark about the big boys at the top. You've always been a form, uh, there's always been a form of slavery and that was Charles Galton Darwin who said that. And we in the process of making a, a new, more sophisticated form of slavery. He said that in the 1950s, and he was part of all the big international movements that helped set up the United Nations departments and all the different groups involved who would make us believe all, all this is all quite natural and all quite real, but in reality it's because the dominant minority believe they have the right to rule the world, which they actually do. I mean, they already do. They've done it for an awful long time. But they're much better now with technology and instant access to communications and right, down, right to your head, in fact, right to your skull. So help yourself out to the, and see the big groups that formed in the early 20th century, the big bankers, international boys, big, big business owners, international, and the foundations they created to help bring all of this in. You can't join a group today that isn't, they don't give you your leaders. You can't do it. And we see that with the students all the time, every 10, 20 years. You always have left wing, right wing, and uh, it doesn't really matter because you find most of them end up, once they have the suit and tie on, they come out of university, they join the ones and they call the cash anyway. But in the, at the time they go through it all, it's all fun to them. So help yourself to them. Remember, to all those sites listed there have uh, transcripts for download as well in English, and you can go into Alan Watt Sentient, sentinel.eu for transcripts in other languages. You are the audience that bring me to you because I depend upon you to support me. So donations and purchases of the books and discs are really, really welcome, especially at this time as everyone's getting laid off all over the planet because we've gone international, we're really global now, and, and global poverty is coming to an awful lot of people as we finance the third world countries, really it's the international corporations that base themselves over uh, in the third world countries 
countries. That's what we're financing up. But anyway, you can support me by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you'll see how to do it on the website. From the US to Canada, remember personal checks are good. International postal monies, uh, money orders are still good to Canada. Uh, cash, to send cash and you can use PayPal as well. Across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram and PayPal once again. And straight donations really, really are absolutely necessary right now as we go through this massive, massive changes. But the whole trick of living is to is to keep you in the dark. That, that's the whole point of living, you know. Uh, you, you might say that uh, living is a terminal disease from the minute you're born, and it, and it really is. But as long as you can get the tax money out of you, keep you in the dark, and, and you produce and consume uh, until you're dead, and you, hopefully you'll die before you collect your pension so the government can snafu that too, then everything's hunky-dory. And that's really the way it is. It's, it's very, very simple. The trick is to make you believe it's all real and the guys in the suits and ties of all sides are really on the ball and above board and honest and what a fantastic con that one is. Eh? It's, it's, it works in every generation back after this break. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt, we're cutting through the matrix and it's true that you won't get out of this world alive, you know, it's people haven't realized that yet, at least most of us. But the thing is, the whole system in the world is rigged, it's an old, old system, I've mentioned it so many times, of ruling millions and millions of people. Ancient techniques have been used in ancient times and they simply update them a little bit with technology to, to match the present age. And all down through the ages, every prince, king or queen had lots of advisors that generally didn't get born in their countries and they, they were like Machiavelli types, they'd import them and they didn't even give out resumes, naturally what Machiavelli did, he was giving a resume out about how cunning he was, how to fool all the public pretty well all of the time and uh, you've got to read The Prince if you haven't read it before and find out uh, really how the tricks work, very very simple, Francis Bacon did the same thing but we, we live in a world of, of really conology. That's to, it's not taught in universities. At least most of the universities that the general public go to. It is taught to the offspring of, of some families who have been at this for oh, centuries. And they do pass it on to their children. But you've got to hold on to your cash, your loot, your booty, your plunder for generations, a few generations. And always marry just for, you know, just for the genes basically. And more cash because you always marry money. And, and, and you generally have a, a good little psychopathic child with a bit of intellect who goes to a very good school and meets other psychopaths. That's really why they go to the top Ivy League schools. It's not because they're going to teach you something in a better fashion. It's because you're going to meet, as Margaret Thatcher said, she said, in fact, the future class of Britain, we must stop subsidizing these special schools, the Ivy League schools, because she says that's where the future leaders of Britain all come from, the top bureaucrats, the top CEOs, because they all meet each other at school. That's the reason they go to these special schools, you see. That's, that's the point, not because they're great teachers or anything else. And, um, and that's how the world really works. It's very, very, very simple. And, and of course, today, 
not only do you have advisors who give you your reality, and I've given that quote so many times from one of uh, the advisors to Bush, we give you your reality, he said to the, to the media, journalists, and he says, when you're studying that, uh, he said, uh, we'll give you another reality, and you'll study that. And basically, they keep giving you different realities, and we all prattle at the bottom level about these fake realities. Well, in reality, at the top, they're doing something totally different altogether. That's how simple it is. The media is all in it, of course, because back in the 20s and 30s, the Rockefellers and all the other big boys got together in the newspapers and decided that they'd standardize all communications towards the people and to, to the people by doing studies. They found they'd only need to buy over 30 newspapers and magazines to, to basically commandeer, uh, just like Reuters today, uh, of what all the news is going to be for everyone. And that's what they did way back then. And of course they all belong to the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, which really runs your, your, your planet now, in fact. And the British side of it is the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which is just the same organization, but they can say Royal in Britain, at least at the moment. And have them all over the world, and they elect, they basically put forward every person to elect as a prime minister or a president because left wing, right wing doesn't matter because they're all members of this group. They're sworn towards world government. They're sworn towards always having the same dominant minority ruling over the peasantry uh, and conning the the peasantry. They really are out there, folks. You see them all the time on the news. That's their job. And they've, they've taken their allegiances long before they're sworn in to supposedly preside over your country. They're internationalists, and they, they don't break their allegiances to, to each other. They, so that's completely taboo. So, as I say, that the world, it, it, the media keeps us in a fantasy land at the bottom levels. Um, here's an article here as an example. It says, a leading Senate Democrat has called out U.S. President Barack Obama over his alleged unwillingness to keep Congress updated on negotiations over a treaty that might be potentially disastrous for America. Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat from Oregon, introduced legislation on Wednesday that specifically targets Obama administration by demanding that the White House open up on details about the proposed Trans-Pacific Partnership a massive international trade agreement that, if passed, would greatly affect consumers from coast to coast. The lawmaker isn't alone in his opposition against the administration either. More than 60 House Democrats and at least one Republican have objected to provisions in the Trans-Pacific Partnership, and most are expected to line up as details are made public. According to the Senate, President Obama and his cabinet have gone out of their way to keep Congress uninformed on the details surrounding the TPP including even members of his own political party, such as Senator Wyden. What's more, argues the senator, if that, is that if anyone should be kept updated on the issue, it's him, because Wyden's the chair of the United States Senate Finance Subcommittee on International Trade, Customs and Global Competitiveness. Did you know your department of all that? And it's his job to be up to snuff on proposals such as this. On the contrary, Senator Wyden and his office have been largely kept out of the picture. The massive corporations with personal stock in the TPP, however, have been all too informed, though, he says. The majority of Congress have been kept in the dark and so on. He says, he says uh, the representatives who have been informed are Halliburton, the big military industrial boys, you know, Chevron, the PHRMA, 
Comcast, and guess what? The Motion Picture Association of America, as I should mean propagandists, are being consulted and made privy to details of the agreement, claims the senator. This isn't to say that the big businesses and their Washington lobbyists are invested without reason, though if passed in its current form, the TPP includes some seriously scary provisions. They would, amongst other things, ban Buy America preferences for U.S. manufacturers and change intellectual property standards that are almost certainly cause for an increase in prescription drug costs, and thus have a major impact on the American health insurance industry and all groups linked to it. Now, when you see some other politician complain about something, why they're complaining and making it public is because, you see, they haven't been allowed in on the big shares that are for sale. Because, you see, they all get big massive, that they're allowed in insider trading to know what's going on so they can buy shares where the government's going to match a dollar input from the private members and buy about $1,000 each by the taxpayers' money. That's how you always do it. So they get big. You can't win. You can't lose in that in these kind of investments. So that's why they complain inside. This is an inside little squabble that's going on. The guys at the top do these things all the time with all these international trade deals, and the general public are utterly oblivious they're even happening. So that's why this is in the paper. Somebody isn't happy. Others aren't happy. They're not getting uh, first dibs, you see, at investments, along with the rest of the little clan behind the locked doors. But we're going, we are completely international. We have been for quite some time. And again, the United Nations was set up, remember, by the organization they all belong to. Uh, the United Nations was brought up to, to, to be the negotiator for all treaties. They draft them up and everybody signs them. They have the World Bank up there. They have the Bank for International Settlements, settlements which deals with all your private uh, centralized banks, all private. And, um, and the International Monetary Fund. Uh, and then you have all the NGO groups that, that lobby for changes, which the big boys want. Even the left wing don't know it. Most of the followers never know what they're really following. They never find out till it's way too late. Uh, but they, they lobby for things to be changed, and the government's only too happy to change things. And, and then you find out what it was really all about. Now, the bosses who lead you all into these little revolts know exactly what it's all about. And they'll end up with big, big jobs when they come out of university, a lot of them. Well paid for life. Not bad, eh? So never follow anybody is what I say, because you're going to, unless you know your history and the con games that are at work here, someone's using you. Someone's going to be using you. That's, that's how really intense it is in the world, at the bottom level, if someone's going to be using you. They really believe that everybody has to have a master, you see. doesn't matter, right wing, left wing, they've got to have a master. And of course, they generally appoint themselves, since they noticed at first that you really need one. <laughs> now, I've got to laugh, too, as we go into this multicultural uh, system of interdependence and uh, and you can't be offended by what appears to be the, the, the right-wing system in Britain, which is really liberal, and complaining that um, you can't be offended by other people's things or what they do, little habits and traits or whatever. Uh, although they can take you to court if they're offended, mind you. It's a one-way ticket for, for the, on offences and for political correctness. So special people have special rights to, to be offended, and the rest of you can't have any at all. But it says the British government asserts that Christians have no right to wear a cross or crucifix at work and is eager to prove it in court. It says the case was initiated by two British women, Nadia Iwida and Shirley Chaplin, after they were punished for refusing to take off their religious symbols. You think they don't want to see a cross, a eh? religious symbol. 
uh, Nadia Ewina is a British Airways employee who was asked to cover her cross while at work and was placed on unpaid leave while she refused to do so when she refused to. So Shirley Chapman is a nurse moved to a desk position after she refused to remove a crucifix. The women claimed they were discriminated against when their employers barred them from wearing a cross and crucifix, uh, respectively. Now, they could go into work, no doubt, with an upside-down cross tattooed on their forearm, you know, on, on steroids, and that'd be probably okay. And a big dagger through it, a big dagger. That's kind of popular right now. But you can't have a, a little thing like that. Now, the Sikhs can go in, you know, wearing what they wear, and they also have the little sacred little knife with them, their dagger, and they can be doctors and all the rest of it. Some people even get, you know, sort of genital mutilation of a form, and they can have um, circumcision, and, and they go to work with They have no choice, but they go to work with it. All it means it's permanent, isn't it? And that's a religious symbol. So, so all this nonsense is just, it's just that. It's utter nonsense. And it's definitely discrimination against one particular sector of society. And the fact is, too, if they're not preaching to you, what, what, what's the problem? What's the problem? Tell me what is the problem. It's the fact that you cannot have Christianity anymore. Because, you see, Christianity was the only religion that gave the average person God-given rights. You see? didn't matter what position, level of society you were in. At the very bottom, it gave you God-given rights. Governments don't like that. Because people have stood up before and overturned governments because of those rights. When government tries to roll over them. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're back cutting through the matrix and talking about the attack on religion and specifically on, on Christian religion, what's left of it. And really, most folk aren't bored about it at all. They're not preaching you to you when they're treating you in a hospital. And you've got to believe in the, the hospital religion and your medicine and things like that. And um, so anyway, it says here, but the authorities insist that since wearing a cross is not a requirement of the faith, you see how clever these little lawyers are getting there, it does not fall under the remit of Article 9 of the European Union, which states that everyone has the right to freedom of thought, conscience and religion. This right includes freedom to change his religion or belief and freedom either alone in community with uh, others and in public or private to manifest his religion or belief in worship, teaching, practice and observance. And it says lawyers for the two women say manifesting religion includes doing things that are not a requirement of the faith. And they, they are therefore protected by human rights. So can you believe that this kind of stuff's going on as they keep attacking really something that's been pushed to the wall through Hollywood and, uh, and teaching in universities and so on? And mind you, too, a lot of religious groups to really get what they ask for. I'm talking mainly from America, which the, the TV evangelist types that fill their buckets with dollars and checks and even have ATM machines across all the back of the churches. And the big TV evangelists spoiled all for, for a lot of the other ones that were just doing their little thing on a Sunday and keeping them to themselves. But it's, it's traveled across the world now and everyone's smeared with the same brush. Uh, and see are antiquated, etc., etc. So everybody's been drummed with the same uh, indoctrination because that was part of uh, the communist uh, idea too. All the communist guys who came out after Marx and Engels and Lenin, etc., said they'd have to destroy Christianity was the one they mentioned. They weren't bored about the rest of them. 
So they keep going at it and at it and at it. But Cameron's behind it all too. And Cameron, you have to go into his personal history to find out that he, he's descending from the bankers that ran uh, the Hong Kong Bank, which is now the Hong Kong Sh- Shanghai Bank. And uh, you, you might find why he's got a bit of uh, a grudge against that too. Now the EU, the, I, I always say this, they always, these boys who rule us always create crisis, isn't it? Always crisis. You know, nothing's happening. And how do we get the people to cow, cow down and quiver where we, we ram them into global union, plunder them through the banks, bring them into austerity, make them into utter slaves across the world, uh, and standardize a, a bottom class across the, the planet? How do we do all that, you see? Uh, well, they create a crisis. What's oh, called terrorism. Borrowed from the Soviet Union. Once they had really slaughtered most of the, the, the opposition off in, in Soviet Russia, millions and millions of them, uh, they had to find an internal enemy. So it was just like the reds under the bed only. It was the blues under the bed. Uh, and everybody, everybody was a terrorist and everybody was terrified. And every so often, the NKVD would come around and snatch people out of their homes, just like they're doing in America now. And just away they went. No court, nothing else. And didn't hear about them. Same old thing as to do it. Everything's the same. Same techniques, different uniforms. That's all. Everything's always the same. And so you have this vague, shadowy enemy that could be anybody. And, and of course, that's what the, why they're using this to to keep us all in check. And using this as an excuse to monitor every single one of us uh, as, as we go get ramped. Because you have no idea. You have no idea about the rest of the stuff they wanted, where they want to bring you ultimately. I do. I've read all their books. And it's not, it's going to be hell. It's already getting to be a hell on earth for a lot of people. It's going to be hellish, worse. That's where they're taking you. And I'm talking about this quite seriously. They really are going to bring this world right, right down into utter Poverty for the majority of the general public and radically bring down the population. All these global meetings, the Lucky Gene Club, Rockefeller, etc. Radical depopulation is what they call for now. Well, they're already making sure and preventing birth from across the world, helping, helping women, they claimed, and they're always giving abortions all over the place. Uh, but, uh, how do you, how are we going to get rapid depopulation? They're, they're meaning also those who are going, going to go up and, and collect pensions. See, they want all that cash for all the big plans and, and, and the few little wars they've got left and things like that, you see. So they're going to kill you off. And if you don't know how they're doing it, well, look into it. You'll you, you start, look at the cancer rates. Look at the massive vaccination programs that came out in the 50s and then all the diseases that broke out after it, including the cancers, types that were unheard of before. These guys are deadly serious. Remember what Albert Pike said, the person who won't use his own intellect is therefore stake on the table and a beast of burden by choice and consent. Don't ever forget that, because that's what they go by at the top. He also said, too, we make it no excuse for nature, and it trails off. Now, what does that mean? We, we make no excuse for It means that they believe at the top they are the dominant minority. They're the top predators. And they studied all the animals of the world, and the animals belong to them. And all the ones below them are just inferior animals to be used by the top predators. So you don't apologize for ripping them off, using them, discarding them. That's as simple as that for your own survival. That simple. That simple. So, crisis, crisis. The EU plans to speed up closer union, I said this years ago, to save the euro. It doesn't matter, and it won't matter, as I've said before, uh, if they, this is all the plan. 
They're strengthening all the central banks and the European new central bank and giving all the power to them and the IMF and the Bank for International Settlements. Which they, they drafted up the whole legislation for that back in the 1920s to do for a global world society and a union. So they use every crisis to further integrate you and take away any vestige of sovereignty. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt. We're talking about the how they use crisis to to get their big agendas through. That you never ever let go of a good crisis. Clinton's wife said that too, Hillary Clinton, and um, and that's what they, they do. Always make make good use of a crisis. So the EU plans to speed up a closer union to save the euro, the currency, this currency they want them all be on. You see, as Greece is is floundering. And they'll keep it floundering too, and then they'll keep it hyping it up. They put over a trillion dollars into it. We don't know where it goes or who it goes to. It doesn't, probably doesn't even end up in Greece. But it's all run by the big central bankers, you see. And, they, and everybody in, in the, the countries that are throwing money at them, Germany and Britain and elsewhere, are simply accumulating more debt because they borrow the money from, from these strange, uh, shadowy international bankers to, to give to Greece. But the people, the citizenry are all put down as a guarantors to pay it all through their taxes. What a great scam this is for bankers. That's really what it is. It's quite simple to figure out. And then you, and then of course they have to tell you after, oh, you owe so much money, you all have to go into dire austerity. That's what they're telling Greece. Tighten your belts. They told Brit- British people that my whole life, tighten your belts. Tighten your belts. You can't tighten it once you've no notches left to tighten it to. And you have no waist left. It's all your belt's wrapped around your spinal cord. I mean, what a, a ridiculous thing to keep telling the public. Tighten your belts. Well, they have, you know, their 24 course meals when they meet at, at their global meetings. Uh, all your, the people that you, you represent you and they do awfully well. Red carpets, all that kind of thing. Organic food, including meat. Real meat, you know. Real meat. So. This is what they're using it for, and it says there's a widely held view that the EU single currency needs a fiscal union in order to function smoothly. They want everyone completely on uh, under this one central banking system. The building blocks for strengthening the economic union were drafted by the European Council President Herman van Rompuy, or Rompuy, or Rompuy, or whatever, the little guy, with input from the European Commission and the European Central Bank. The Central Bank and the Commission... The commission member isn't elected by the general population. In fact, they don't even know who they are, most of them, or what they do. It's all secret. It's not a, a democracy. There's as much of a democracy as the European Central Bank. They're all private, basically. That's the new system. And America's really showing you they have the same system. But keeping the facade on that you have some kind of uh, democracy, it's a republic, but it's a, a democratic, supposedly, republic where you vote them in and have a say. I've never seen anybody getting hurt, listened to. You know. But uh, that's what they do. Create the crisis and here's the solution. And they keep doing it over and over until they get what they want. That's why they're keeping on with Greece all this time. And Spain, of course, and Portugal. 
And as they're doing all this, as I say, they're, they're throwing all money across the whole planet, not just to Greece. They're throwing taxpayers' money across to, to again, that, that pact for the Pacific Rim region uh, and, and Pacific trade. They're also pushing money to, to bring up India to a higher standard of living through their international trade agreement, the Global World Trade Organization, again, private organization under the United Nations. And the, the, the money's going everywhere except home where it's supposed to be spent, getting spent on the people who actually pay it all back, you see. All they're left with is a tab. Now, here's an example. Britain's two biggest drug companies have set aside their normally fierce rivalry to speed up the hunt for more powerful antibiotics. So here we are in a mission of mercy, eh? I mean, you, you know that they're always broke, these drug companies, don't you? You, you know that. I'm sure, that. I'm sure you understand that. GlaxoSmithKline, who else? Guys who have $10 million uh, every, every year guaranteed from the government to give stinking flu shots that don't work and make you sick. And AstraZeneca are to share information in an unprecedented alliance. Rather than duplicating each other's efforts in secret, they hope to learn swiftly what works against the bugs and what doesn't. So Patrick Valens, head of GSK's research and development, told Sky News, because of the nature of antibiotic research and the difficulties in doing this, we want to share. They're raking in money hand over fist because they've got us all sick as could be. Most folk over 50 are on about 10 medications. If you've been to see a doctor, that is, that's all they give you is medications. That's if you can get a doctor in, in austerity, you know. We want to get to the information out so we can benefit, we can all benefit from it. As we want to depopulate, they want to, you, you ought to be healthy while you die. The two companies will collaborate with three other pharmaceutical companies as well as scientists in the public sector. And so the taxpayers again of this strange alliance in, in Europe that they're all broke, remember, bailing out country after country, and just and the big bankers are up in their hands lending the cash out. The same bunch, the European Commission, is going to start them off, starting cash, to kickstart it, £180 million for these poor pharma companies. Huh? To kickstart the work. Do you think they're going to give it back to the public for, for, for free, since the public are obviously funding it? I don't think so. All but a handful of pharmaceutical companies have abandoned antibiotic research because it's proved hard to find the Achilles heel of bugs such as MRSA. This, well, I just ask the guys that make the killer viruses and bacterium for the war departments. They'll tell you what an antidote is. So that's the world that we really live in. And um, also I want to put up uh, this article about the average arresting across the U.S. Uh, for, for what's now petty crime. Because it's a big business. Same in Britain, everywhere else. It's all private companies that are, well, just like China. China uses their slaves, uh, who are prisoners, you know, and put them in uh, working for free for the state, you know. And that's how you, you work off all your sins by being a slave. Well, the same in Britain and everywhere else. And big private corporations, have, who are also involved in the military industrial complex, take them on, all these prisoners on. So anyway, it says that, um, Unlike the NATO 3 or the Chicago 7 of the Hayfield Market, all these people mentions above at the top of the page, actually 35,948 Americans. The number arrested on a daily basis in the U.S. is 35,948 Americans. According to the FBI statistics, were handcuffed. They were all, what they had there were protesters. Some of them arrested at Chicago meetings. Uh, other ones were, were on minor drug things, which is, is if you want to see drugs going to Congress, or, or, or the Senate and some of the other parties you go to. I mean, the real stuff. 
And Bond has posted some of these people who have uh, relatives or friends who are able and willing to bail them out. Many will not. For most, there's no grassroots bail fund, no jail support team waiting on the other side of the razor wire fence. Unlike NATO 3 or the Chicago 7 or the Haymarket 8, these people will go on to become part of a vast, near-voiceless crowd of 2.3 million incarcerated Americans, most of whom are visible only in the somber mugshots posted on the State Department's of Corrections website. On this side, it says friends and relatives who know uh, to look can view their loved one's height, weight, race, tattoos, scars, offense, sentence lens, and inmate number. No phone number is listed because these people, let's call them the US 2.3 million, no longer have a phone number or email address or blog or Facebook or Twitter account. So it goes on to talk about uh, all the petty crimes now that they're putting people away for. And just say, if you want pretty, if you want big crime, just go up to the guys at the top, folks. Look at all, look at all the bankers who knew four years before that they, they, they crashed the banks. They all knew it. Didn't stop them. They kept at it because they met all the top bankers in the U.S. met and Britain and elsewhere, and had big meetings. And they says, "Oh, the governments will have to bail us out. We're too big. The whole country would collapse if we got a business. It'd be nothing. It'd be like devastation." They all knew it. Who went to jail? And then they all got rewarded for, 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 for plundering the nation. Rewarded by who? The taxpayer bailed them out. The taxpayer will be paying off that bailout for probably a generation or two, maybe more. Never mind all the other statute given across the country. Another article too, and it won't stop them by the way, is about the global warming scams. It's about the euro, the, the global warming and it turns out that the thought criminals were correct. They were right after all. The, the orthodox dogma about the EU and about climate change is rapidly collapsing. That's from the Telegraph. And it goes into um, all, all the stuff that didn't come true uh, and, and all the, the gar- people who were you know, trying to get this new way of living through. It's all for the big boys, not for you at the bottom. And how, how the big boys want to give you less electricity. And, and, but they charge you a hundred times more for that little bit of electricity. So they were going to lose anything. Not bad. I mean, you make less of a product and, and, you, and you, your, your prices go sky high. That's a good deal for them. There's always a con involved in everything. So I'll put this link up too and you'll see about how it's going there. It's not going to stop them though because the, this Britain apparently is still going to go ahead with windmills and so on, and try to meet its targets of CO2 reduction, even though China is laughing up their sleeves at them because they're pumping it out over there. So is India, by the way. India, under the World Trade Organization Treaty, can keep pumping it out for another 20 years until they catch up in, in industry. And if they still say that they can't afford it, then they won't. They'll put it off for another 20 years. Not a bad deal. China had the same deal. World Trade Organization. Did you vote for the World Trade Organization? No. The big boys that make their own big clubs form them, just like the G20 made their own clubs. Did you give them authority? Did anybody give any prime minister or president authority to form an international club where they could create their own treaties and sign them and put us all under the boot? Of course we didn't. Because you're not under any kind of democracy. When you when you consent by your silence, if you if you even know what's happening. Most folk don't know what's happening. But you consent by your silence. That's law. That's legal. You see? Now, Bill Clinton, it's funny because I, I got a, an article from the BBC complaining about the terrible pornography and, and, and the poor, the poor um, women who have been brought from Latin America 
and now they're being used to, to as prostitutes, like for 10, 12 hours a day, driven around in vans, etc. And, and like Britain's got a lot to talk about. They're bringing people from other countries in Europe who are bringing in children to be for sex lives. Because this is a big thing now. Of course, anything goes as long as they make lots of cash. That's really what a winner is, isn't it? In, in this new moral society. Just get there. But Bill Clinton's out there representing America. And um, he's showing you the best of, of what an American can be. Bill Clinton is caught surrounded by porn stars. And he's already happy about it. Big smile on face. And he says, uh, he's caught once again getting close with a, a woman in a blue dress. But this incident involves neither Oval Office uh, sex, pap- sex capades nor a White House intern. No, it's the chief. It's gratitude to porn stars, apparently well-known porn stars. While attending a star-studied gala in Monaco on Wednesday night, that's what you do when you get up there and represent the country. You go around to lots of great feasts and you can fly jets and leave carbon all over the place and it's okay. Former U.S. President Bill Clinton was photographed posing with his arms around two young women. Unfortunately for the former commander-in-chief, though, the presumably harmless photo op has gone viral after one of the co-eds uh, coming up with Clinton tweeted the photo from her Twitter account. And that the micro-message was sent from the very same social media account that Brooklyn Lee, 22, uses to promote her cinema career, one which includes, includes starring roles in films such as, well, you read it yourself. I didn't know what F.E.W. meant. Uh, I'm learning here, and at least 86 other adult film titles, uh, best known for recently winning the best, oh, it's an OSS, I should think that was Overseas Secret Service, but it's something else, award at the Adult Video Net News Awards. That's how Farben's plummeted, and here they are complaining about Christian Cross around someone's neck, eh? Right? <laughs> anyway, there's another porn one next to him, they give them both of their Specialities apparently, and and and, uh, and well, they, that's they're getting to the top, folks. Getting to the top, they're there with Bill Clinton, and and that's what it's all about, isn't it? In the money system, success. We all like winners. We're told we like winners. That's why the idiots follow them. They think they are winners. They don't realise these characters are all put in there in the first place for you to follow. Three articles tonight about Canada's foreign aid effort. Most Canadians don't know they have one, but because it's all done pretty quietly in Canada, if they don't tell you, then no one can complain. But it's just astonishing the money that Canada's dishing out, just like the US and Britain across the whole planet. Fantastic. Meanwhile, they're sitting there broke at home. Oh, you've got to go into austerity. Tighten the belt. Tighten the belt. You know. And um, it gives you a bit of history in one of them, starting with the US President Kennedy's decade of development, the treaties that they signed and the other countries signed to industrial nations to make the 1960s decade of development, it was called, the 1960s. And they all pledged on our behalf, but us down as the, the, the guarantors to pay it all, uh, to, to, to dish out money to countries across the planet, you see, through the United Nations too. And it shows you some of the figures we've already thrown out per year. They won't tell you the gross, a whole lot, but uh, they'll give you per year. And you'd be surprised these countries could even do it. Uh, it says, 10 years ago, Canada's aid to the 49 least developed countries uh, in the 90s. Um, they call them LDCs, by the way. It's great how bureaucrats work. So that they, know, they know we need dictionaries to, to even understand what they're talking about. Decline in real terms by almost 50%. So it went down 50% to only $180 million, from, down from $350 million. That's part of what we dish out across the planet. We're also given a 
I, I can't remember how much it was. It was $100 million from Canada to Afghanistan, just announced that. Another one, that is, another $100 million. Uh, and the U.S. is matching it and actually doubling it. So it's, it's just fantastic. But we are, we're the best, best cattle in the planet for producing what we produce. We really are. And that's lots and lots of, of sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, and aggravation, ulcers, early deaths, so that we can help these people supposedly across the planet. It's strange that the rest of the planet is in such dire poverty after, after 1950s right to the present day, isn't it? Because it's not getting to the people. We're run by international corporations. A new feudal system member, that's what they said, was their goal where CEOs of the big international corporations will be the new feudal overlords. We're here. It's been here for a long time. And we haven't quite got it yet. The guys at the top are eugenicists. They believe we are peasants. If you haven't got to their level, you're obviously a peasant. That's all. It's very simple to them. They don't, there's, there's no, you know, no wringing of hands to come to that conclusion on their behalf. They, they're brought up like that and they believe it. So the G8 and all the rest of them are signing all these treaties so we can throw more money across the planet. As they tell you at home, to, to, the electricity is going up, everything is going up. Everything's been privatized. They're the same big corporations that are also got branches over in the third world countries getting your, your aid money given to them. Everything is a racket. Anyway, they're trying to meet the Millennium Development Goals, Agenda 21 and all the rest of it. And it says the World Bank, of course, is at the top of it, the IMF and all the rest of them, and international boys. The World Bank is is really a a combination of the international moneylenders that comprise, they make up the World Bank, and they make the deals uh, through the United Nations, and your governments go and borrow from them to throw away across the planet. Did you agree to that? Were any of you asked about it? Do you mind? Is there a better use it could be put to at home? Maybe. We haven't got a say in anything. The students in Montreal were rioting partly because, apart from the fact, yeah, there's groups behind them, big boys, they don't even understand. I'm talking about the followers. Because their tuition went up 70% over the last few years. But see, then, that's, it. that's what they'll do in Britain did the same thing. They brought in all the foreign students with the cash. India's got the largest middle class in the world. We forget that, don't we? Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and we'll go to the callers. There's Thomas from Texas hanging on there, if you're still there. Are you there, Thomas? Hello? Yes. Uh, yeah, I was uh, wondering, um, you was mentioned, I heard somebody, I heard a mentioning of religion earlier. Yeah. Not to cut into the uh, segment that was uh, being spoken of, but um, I have a, I'm, I'm very weary of a, a lot of different churches that don't Attend too many. I mainly stick with uh, gospel, apostolic, uh, stuff yep. like that. But what would be your uh, take on that? Well, I understand it. I mean, most of the churches have been deliberately emasculated. I mean, emasculated basically, very much so, in fact, since the early 1900s when Rockefeller got involved with the World Council of Churches. He set it up with the intention of uh, basically bringing down the import of the New Testament 
bringing more of the Old Testament and getting the people to just go by laws, rules, and obedience, etc., and then standardizing the teaching of pastors across the board. It doesn't matter what denomination, as long as they all joined the, the same World Council of Churches. But uh, so now it's, it's really a, a kind of hallelujah thing. You just put your hands up and wave, like see an enemies, I call them. Uh, and uh, and they really don't they don't want to go into anything nasty any any nasty topics they don't they shy away from it they're all trained that way to go back to default positions and look at the nice things in life and and they're ostriches with their heads in the sand there are decent people out there absolutely who still have good values but they they will die off they will die off because the, the young uh, are brought up in a debauched society deliberately debauched so you have to either just go by your own belief but for yourself personally uh, and stay away from the ones who try and pull you in, you know. And then you've got a, a lot of these churches, you know, they're involved in, a lot of them are, uh, a lot of them have Freemason symbology because I have, uh, yeah. I do have some knowledge of that, you know. I, I... Yes, the, the, the United Baptist Church, the Baptist Church came out about six years ago openly in their own publications because they had a debate, so many of their pastors, almost all of them were Freemasons, and they had a debate about Freemasonry, and then they passed it as okay to, to have Freemasons as pastors. Yeah. Yeah. And other ones have too. You, you'll find them in all the different branches, the top branches, uh, Freemasonry. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, just, uh, just, I've recently been in the process of finding another church to go to, but um, like I said, I'm very, very uh, leery on... Um, and uh, finding churches, uh, but I mean, there was a Pentecostal church I went to a long time ago, but mm-hmm. back in 1997 when I first met, I mean, that place was really, really going. And, you know, I'm a yeah. person that's very serious about that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, they, they, they've degraded as well into the happy, happy thing. They want happy, happy songs and happy times. They want, it's, like, it's like going to church to get a high, you know, injected with a high every week. They don't want any negative stuff that makes them serious and contemplate the nasty things in life. Uh, and that's what they've been turned into, most of them, I think, yeah. Every, everything, everything's been hits, everything. And this system is so minutely controlled in this system that if you started off something brand new tomorrow, within, a, within about three months you'd be infiltrated and they'd have you either all broken up or, or you'd swerve off into being a bunch of sea anemones just waving your hands and like you're all stoned and being happy about happy things. If Jesus Christ came back tomorrow, they wouldn't let him in these churches because he's only got one, one you know, set of clothes, basically. And then once he was gone, they, they completely changed the story to suit the agenda, which they do, which is be good, obedient to government, and don't make waves. That's it. Completely emasculated, as opposed to the, the initial Christian church was revolutionary. It revolutionized the world. It gave rights for the first time, God given rights to the average person. Before, no one had ever thought of that. From Hamish Monsieur from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>